been a while and we've been waiting, but we're excited to talk to you today about patience, perseverance, and everything else in between. So Sean, before we dive into a little bit too much, can you tell those of us who don't know you sure. who you are? Uh, so my name is Sean Francois, uh, by trade, by career, a healthcare professional, IT professional, uh, but uh, beyond that, uh, also a, uh, a father, uh, two uh, lovely children, husband, uh, a son, uh, and uh, you know, active in my community as a coach for both uh, soccer and basketball. So. Those are the things that uh, keep me busy most uh, most of the time these days. Okay, okay. Family, work, and, uh, yeah. and coaching. Yeah. And we know you stay busy. I try. Okay. I try. Okay. So before we get into everything, get into all that, um, take us back to your beginnings. You know where you're from and what it was like growing up. Yeah. So uh, from Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, uh, born and raised, and uh, you know it was a good it was a good upbringing. You know my parents um, did their best to you know really uh, instill. Uh, uh, sense of uh, self-worth, uh, self-confidence, uh, really exposed me to, you know, the, the world, you know, around us, uh, really big on, um, you know, making sure I understood and knew my culture. Uh, in addition to that, uh, making sure that I understood the importance of diversity and, uh, you know, being, uh, everyone, you know, being involved in the community and having a part in the community. And uh, then the importance of education on top of that. Uh, is also something that uh, has never been far from uh, far from my mind, um, you know. But those were the things, I guess, that uh, turned me, you know, to be the person I am today, and the kind of things I tried to, my wife and I tried to, you know, uh, instill in our own kids as well. So, did you have any role models growing up? Kind of people you looked up to? Yeah. So, my parents for sure. My mm -hmm. my, my dad, my mom, especially my mom. Um, you know, I've always felt that. Uh, you know, she has been, uh, you know, like a steady, a, a, just a steady rock in my life, uh, but also um, someone who uh, has been a, uh, a role model for me, uh, specifically for the reasons of being an educator. Uh, she uh, started off as a, uh, a teacher um, in the uh, Digby County area. Uh, then she moved into the uh, Halifax uh, Regional uh, School Board area and was Halifax County. And then she moved on from a uh, teacher to become a uh, vice principal and then finished her career as a principal. So um, my, my time as a child has seen her kind of come through those stages of, uh, of her career as well. And, uh, you know, always striving for something else, always never settling. And so I saw that as she, you know, kind of continued, you know, through her career. And my father as well, you know, I saw him do different roles and different jobs. And, um, you know, he ended up as the uh, employment equity officer for the uh, Canadian Coast Guard in the Halifax region. So there's different things that, you know, I saw him transition from with his mm -hmm. career, in, in his career too. So it always made me think, you know, it's okay to move on from what you were doing to something else, look at something else that maybe give you more fulfillment in life. Maybe it's something that gives you more of a um, uh, sense of, you know, belonging mm. uh, uh, and, and something that wants you to strive to get to, uh, you know, the next point in your life. So. Okay. And looking on your life right now and things that you learned from your childhood, how would you say, I mean, where would you say you are in your journey now? Uh, it's interesting because I think that my journey almost in a lot of ways is just beginning is 
the different things I've accomplished in life. Um, I don't necessarily consider them being extraordinary by any stretch, but I've been able to, you know, do some cool things, you know, through, uh, you know, university, uh, you know, in, in high school, uh, post-university. It's just been kind of the journey to get to where I am now. But through all those experiences, I still think that there's so much more to accomplish in life. And I'm just really just starting to really understand the power of, you know, collaborating and networking. And these are all things that kind of did naturally and thankfully learned a lot of those skills through my parents and, um, you know, other people in the community when I was growing up. But it, with the way that the world is so much smaller now, the internet has made the world so much smaller, it's a lot easier to collaborate. So I find that it's almost like a whole nother level of where, you know, I can get to in life and the things that, you know, the ideas I have and the things I want to do can still continue on from, from here. I'm just, I don't think that I've really started, you really, you know, my, my, my journey, I think it's just, wow. really, just really getting, just getting going. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, that's exciting cool. for sure. Um, so I, one of the questions I was going to ask you actually is how you handle um, with transitions, how you handle yourself during transitions. You kind of alluded to that earlier, just kind of saying your parents kind of showed you that it was okay yeah. uh, to kind of start on a new path, kind yeah. of move on, right? Yeah. So take us back to a time when you first had to transition, first had to pivot. Sadly, um, going into my undergrad, first year undergrad, uh, when I was 17, my father passed away unexpectedly. And uh, so there's that, and that's that transition, you know, my, my dad's past and, uh, you know, how that affects any young person losing a parent, uh, how you handle that and, and then how that shapes you going forward. Uh, and uh, then I've been able to, you know, have had some successes with education, you know, got my degree and, you know, that's, that was, that was wonderful. But then you have dreams and aspirations of where you want to go on from there. And I wanted to get into a radio and radio and television arts program. I thought the, you know, the, the journalism multimedia world would be something I would like to get into. And, uh, I did apply for a program and I didn't get it. So this was after I graduated from, from St. Mary's. So then how do you transition from that? Mm -hmm. So. Thankfully, I was able to, you know, uh, get into the world of information technology and uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, computer programming, computer science, and did a postgraduate program, um, IT program, where you get the basics. And I was fortunate enough to get hired by the company I'm still employed by today, and was able to transition into that space, into the uh, information technology world, and have been in that market, uh, you know, thankfully, knock on wood, since 2001. So. We'll see, you know what I mean, how that journey continues on. But uh, there's so many different points in my life where I've, you know, had to, you know, adjust or had to make a complete change from one something I really wanted to do and then get into something else. But at the end of the day, there's always passions that you have, interests that you have, things you really enjoy, and how do you still stay connected to those things yet your responsibilities in life have changed to the point where that can't be your it can't be the breadwinner yeah. but at the same point it's still something you're really interested in so uh, I tried to balance that with regards to being involved uh, you know in sport have a passion for sports like the both of you young men do and uh, just try to you know 
stay stay involved, uh, you know, in a, in a lot of different ways. But I can feel the excitement mm. radiating out of you uh, when you talk about managing your time and making sure you have time for you know the breadwinner, what does you know pay the bills, your jobs, whatever, and also making time for your interests. Yeah. And you smile every time, and uh, when you mention that, so. Especially maybe when you realized uh, when you first been rejected by uh, the program that you try to get into, yeah. or even uh, kind of talking about later on in life, how did you find your own strategy to include your interests yeah. and you know manage your time all the while while you know working a job and you know and whatever else may have been going on? Yeah. How can I meet people who are in those industries? How can I meet people who think kind of the same way? Mm -hmm. And kind of now, especially with the internet, with Thank, I've been thankful to be involved with various sports blogs where I've interacted and able to you know, write articles, interview athletes. And those are the things on the side that have been able to keep me really excited about the, the things I've been passionate about. And then of course, as a father and having kids who are involved in sport, how can you find a way to get them excited about sport and try to give them you know, passions. Same kind of. Yeah, that's right. And they, they, their, their individual passion could be something completely different. And, you know, I actually hope for that because you don't want everyone to be the same. That makes the world kind of a boring place. You want them to have their own interests and their own things that really, like, you know what I mean? To get them excited. Mm -hmm. But I think through sport, I've been able to help, you know, uh, create uh, a passion. Uh, within my kids about different things. Uh, my wife and I uh, both passionate about sports and so it's something that I felt that uh, we both did really felt was important to drive home. It doesn't matter and I've had this conversation with other people before especially when it comes to kids it doesn't matter what their interests are make sure they're involved in something make sure they're passionate about something so that they kind of have that drive to do it for a long time and they can continue to strive to get better, they can learn from it, you know, failure, successes, learning to work hard, they can practice at it to get better. Like, you know, unfortunately you have this situation with a lot of kids now, and it's just kind of the way life is with instant gratification. Just everything is kind of like, you know what I mean? Microwave this, instant that, and people expect results right away, but that's not how life works. And you don't want those lessons to be taught to someone when they show up at university. Mm. You know, you want kids to hopefully have learned a lot of those lessons before they, or by the time they hit junior high. You know what I mean? So that they've at least gone through some ups and downs and some failure so that they understand that, oh, you want something, you gotta work for it. Um, you know, you're really passionate about something, well, keep at it, you know what I mean? Look for new ways to get involved, meet other people. A lot of these life skills can be taught at an early age without really forcing it on people. It's just that I've found that uh, we've kind of gotten away from that collaborative kind of thing, you know? And I mean, and that speaks and you're kind of hitting that from a lot of different perspectives. Mm -hmm. And I know definitely the, the father and the parental kind of perspective and lens of, on things as well. But you're speaking about discovery. And so switching the lens a little bit, but you during your process, you know, with your father's passing and then going right into university. And mm -hmm. as you talked about, you know, once you finished, you had your eyes set on, on a specific program and that was what you planned to do. That's where you were kind of pushing yourself yeah. um, and coming off of the, the radio experience that you had and, and passion with your music and the sport. 
what did that look like for you? Because you had to persevere. You had to keep pushing. And yeah. even when you didn't know what you were going to do, right. can you talk to me or talk to us a little bit about what that looked like and what that felt like? Yeah. I mean, I guess really what it was was, like you mentioned about time management, it was like, okay, so you know, I was heavily involved in uh, college DJing for a period of time, I got involved there. I mean, at those times, you kind of really had to pound the pavement. You just, you just had to get out there and meet people and, and network. And so I was constantly looking for you know, ways to still stay involved, and so that's what I did when I moved to Ottawa. I just reached out to the people at uh, the radio station there, CHUO at the University of Ottawa, and uh, not only were they looking for people to be engaged on various programming on air, but they actually were looking for uh, someone to help them with their um, program directing and music directing department. And so I got involved um, from that perspective. And so it was a great experience. Became the co-music director there for uh, for for the school year, and uh, learned a lot. Engaged with a lot of people, met new people, and uh, so for me, it's always been about okay. I know I've got schoolwork to do, so I'm a student, or I've got a I've got a part-time job, or now I've got a career. But you still have free time. How can you take that free time and find a way to you know uh, meld those passions that you have? And find ways to be able to advance that, and you know, with the the media, the media side of things, the sports side of things. Fast forward to uh, to probably 2007, 2006, 2007. Started getting involved in the blogging side of the, uh, of the of the world, and at that time, those blogs were just kind of starting to percolate online and there was people starting having a following and for me at the time it was more reading them but as a student a university student i was involved writing at university newspapers doing arts and entertainment articles uh, covering sports teams so i had that passion as a writer too i studied english here at st mary's so i've always had a passion for writing and you know an interest in it anyway more i guess more of an interest in a passion um but you're passionate about other things and you can combine those skills. And so I guess that's kind of what took me to the, to the world of blogging. It was literally just trying to take free time, turn it into, and then find hobbies that will allow you to take those passions to a new level where you'll be able to meet new people and do new things. So uh, I think that those are the ways that I've been able to take a lot of the uh, maybe disappointment in not getting into certain programs or being able to do certain things and still find a way to get enjoyment and still uh, you know live out those live out those um, those interests okay. and so even with that because that's huge you, know, you just you talk about a lot of the different roles and hats that you put on and, and the passions that you share and I want to dig a little bit deeper because you said you, you don't feel like you do anything extraordinary extraordinary. Yeah, I don't think so. But digging into that, I mean, you coach two sports, mm -hmm. you have a family, mm -hmm. you have your nine to five, and then you have your, you know, your other passions yeah. that you, you know, that have given you so many opportunities that are very unique. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us a little bit more those opportunities and then, you know, we'll dig a little bit further. Sure. So, um, you know, just by having you know, started the blog with a couple of friends, uh, Romy and Yui, who, you know, 
have a lot of similar interests, specifically with a love of you know basketball and the NBA. We just decided, you know what, we've got this forum now, we've got this outlet, we're writing, we're collaborating with other bloggers, other like-minded people. How can we, you know, take it to the next level? We're always looking for little ways to, you know, move, move the bar. That's right. That's right. You know, raise the bar a little bit. And so we decided when different NBA athletes would, you know, come to the area for uh, various summer events, usually it was during the off season, uh, we would uh, just basically reach directly out to the PR firms that were organizing the events and we'd see the press release and it would say contact so-and-so and so we just started building those connections and putting in requests for interviews and lo and behold they got granted and we started kind of networking getting opportunities to interview athletes when they came to town and uh, that was an exciting opportunity because it was like it felt like we were able to take something that we had a real excitement about and really put it turn it into something uh, tangible and it was uh, it was it was exciting to see the grassroots mm -hmm. kind of come from that and where we were able to take our our mindset um, from something that we were like just a collaborative effort between friends about something that we were both three of us were passionate about and then turn it into something where we're actually interviewing professional athletes and uh, you know it turned into being able to uh, cover Raptors training camp um, for a full week uh, gone to NBA All-Star game and NBA All-Star weekend a couple times and so all those yeah a couple <laughs> but it all came from just really being passionate about something uh, networking showing that uh, you know showing professionalism but enthusiasm as well and uh, I, I think really just staying true to yourself and not trying to overstate what you are who you are a blog is a blog right it's not like we're out there representing a major television network or brand or anything along those lines but I think how you carry yourself uh, your passion um, and uh, if people can see that you're taking it seriously different opportunities kind of open up from there um, and prior to doing these interviews with various athletes specifically NBA players uh, I had the opportunity to uh, be a part of um, a television program uh, on uh, what used to be the the score uh, the score television network and it was a search for Canada's next sportscaster uh, called uh, Gillette Drafted. It was the season two of that program. And that was an invaluable experience for me because I auditioned and then I got selected to be a part of the program. But these were all, it was like a, a almost like a, a whirlwind, I felt like a whirlwind boot camp for sports journalism because having not had got into the uh, radio and television arts program, I wanted to get into, you know, several years before. This was an opportunity to try and gain a lot of those skills and see how I could do in an environment like that. So that experience gave me a little bit more confidence uh, and that hunger, that fire to continue on. And it just so happened, you know, me and my two friends that I mentioned, we had the blog set up already and we just kind of carried on from there. And uh, that's how, I guess, uh, uh, just a, a passion and a hobby 
and turned into something a little bit bigger than that. Mm. Turned into something extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you. What would you say of those highlights, if you have one, would be your favorite interview? One of my, I guess one of my favorite interviews is the one that we did with Muggsy Bowes, uh, only because he was, uh, you know, a guy I looked up to uh, as as a kid, just like the smallest NBA player at the time, doing like unimaginable things on the court, uh, and to know his story, and then get a chance years later to be able to like talk to him a, a bit about his journey uh, was uh, was quite memorable. Uh, Recently, the one that still sits with me uh, was being able to at uh, NBA All-Star Weekend in Toronto uh, 2016 and speak with uh, Coach Greg Popovich of the San Antonio Spurs and get a couple questions in with him in a full media scrum. And the man liked my question, first of all, <laughs> and then took the time to answer it in depth. Uh, that was, you know, what I wouldn't consider it an interview because it really was like a media scrum question, but just that interaction was, uh, was, was, was uh, one that well, I don't think I'll ever forget that. And, uh, you know, of course it's, you know, forever on video as well. Yeah. So I definitely won't uh, forget that. There you go. Definitely won't forget that. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, what would you say, because obviously you're very passionate about what you do on the side, yeah. but you definitely learn from that path and those things as well. And, Maybe you try to instill some of the things you learn, maybe in your kids or how you go about your life, maybe in other realms. Yeah. So what did you learn from that path that you try to um, bring to other areas of your life? Yeah, uh, I guess the biggest thing I would say about what I've learned is that you can't, you can't worry too much about rejection or failure if it's something that you really want to do try it again maybe if it's something you really want to figure out why you didn't get it the first time reset figure out what it's going to take to do it the next time or if that's not a viable path how is another way you can get to that attain that goal without maybe going that direction so we talked about you know not getting into the radio television arts program but then eventually ended up doing the blog and just kept grinding and it presented opportunities. Now, that's not a career, but it's given me professional opportunities that if someone were in a similar situation could continue to grind, and then you are building you know, uh, a bit of a professional resume and a bit of a portfolio that you have to go into another opportunity with. So I guess ultimately never look at a closed door as, uh, well, you know, that's, that's over with for me. There's always another way to get there if you really want to do it. Never look at uh, a roadblock as you know a, a, a permanent uh, divide between where you are and where you want to go. There's always other paths. You know, there's probably a bridge over here. You know, what I mean, there's a tunnel over here. Yeah. <laughs> there's always another way to get there. It's just a matter of how you do it. Maybe it's not instant. Maybe you do something else for, you know for for a career uh, but then you just keep pushing on keep, keep doing something else on the side I know uh, I think that especially on the music side there's people especially now there's the, the industry a lot of industries really and same with sports and journalism they're so saturated there's not as many ways to kind of break in um, but if you keep at it 
eventually something will happen. And if you're willing to create your own path, create your own, you know, your own avenue, there's there's definitely ways to to, to push on. Don't even know where to start to tie that, but I mean, honestly, I think that's that's extremely powerful because you're talking about perseverance, you're talking about being patient because you have, if you're building your own thing, your own your own thing, your own path, whatever it is, whatever your passion is, like you said, it's not going to be overnight. It might not be in a month. It might not be in a year. That's right. You know, you have to kind of put your nose to the pavement, to the grindstone, and, and hustle. Yeah. And you did that a lot throughout your throughout your journey. I think, you know, bringing it home a little bit. What's your next step? Wow. Uh, for me, I think it's for now, continue what I'm doing with regards to coaching, stay involved with the kids. I think that helping to, uh, empower kids through confidence, uh, through their self-worth, uh, through, uh, providing them with tools, um, that will make them successful, um, and being there as a, you know, a mentor to them, um, is important, uh, beyond that. I really don't know. I definitely feel like I'm just getting started, you know, in, in life in a lot of ways. Just almost any, I've, I've personally found that anyone you meet, if you um, present yourself the right way, whenever you have a question, people will make time for you. Uh, I graduated, I did my score, but I think I could have done it better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's, you can, there's always, there's, there's always, you never want to look back and regret anything. And I certainly wouldn't, I certainly don't regret anything that's happened in my life. But there's always things you look back on, oh, I could have changed this, I could have done this. And I think that uh, young students, uh, if they can really focus on, you know, their grades, but also try to focus on uh, a few things in life as far as like a future goals, careers that you may want to get involved in and ensure that the, the education that you're getting, whether formally or informally through networking, shadowing, <coughs> whatever the case may be, try and, try and marry those two as early on as possible. So you're kind of getting some, uh, some real world, you know, real education. Uh, in the subjects that are going to tie into a career path that you want to go. But then if there's something that's a little bit, maybe it's a little bit more off the beaten path and there's not necessarily a formalized program, network with some people who are in that industry and ask questions. Like I said, just reach out. Yeah. Ask them, then give, your, give yourself some more knowledge as to the path they took to get to where they are. And maybe you follow something similar or then you find out, oh, I don't have to go the way I thought mm -hmm. to be able to get there. There's always things, valuable things you get from asking questions. And, and I know we talk, you talked about a lot of your passions, a lot of your beliefs, but what would be one guiding belief that gets you through the day? I think you have to have a belief in yourself. Um, you know, you have to have, surround yourself with people who also support and believe in you. I think that's really important because if you don't believe in yourself, who's going to believe in you? It, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like if you don't believe in yourself or if you're kind of showing that you don't have the, uh, uh, that drive or that ambition, it's probably going to show and people are going to see that in you and likely 
aren't going to think that you're as serious about something as you could be. And it's not like people's families don't believe in them and don't think they can achieve things, but when you show that initiative, when you exude that confidence, people are even that much more inclined to get behind something that you're passionate about because they see you have the drive. And there's nothing bigger than someone who has a belief in what they want to do and where they want to go. That can take that can take you so much further than almost anything else. I don't even know how to describe it because if you believe in yourself, then you're willing to do almost anything it takes to get to where you want to go. And when people see that drive, people are going to hop on board. It's contagious, mm -hmm. right? So I think belief in your belief in yourself and surrounding yourself with uh, people who uh, will support you and believe in you as well. That's uh, that's the key in a lot of ways. That, that's for anybody. I'm Sean Francois, and this is my voice.